Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Well, guys, it's a new season, and we got a new sponsor here on the show. So first of all, let me just ask. You remember the days when you were always ready to go? You want to increase your performance, get that extra confidence back in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue. Like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from extra function, more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online, strips straight to your door in a discreet package, no doctor's visit, no waiting at the pharmacy, none of that awkwardness. It's made in the USA, since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, I got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com, get your first shipment free when you use our promo code armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue, B L U E, chew.com, promo code armchair. Try it for, for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring our podcast. All right, let's go on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark Weekly Dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Joined this week, as always, by my co-host, John Stefanchik. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy? Plugging along a little later this week. It's Thursday night. It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. Oh, we have not. I have not done a weather report in forever. Yeah, it's been a long time. What's the weather like? Is it turning? Is it cold? Is the first winter storm of the year has been named. Ooh. Aubrey. Aubrey. So, what that means is it's a October nor'easter. It's 50 degrees and raining on the Cape. Ooh, that sounds gross. Ooh, it's not a winter storm. It is, I, the Weather Channel just gets more ridiculous. Yeah, why, it, is it, if it's, why is it a winter storm? If there's, Is there going to be snow or no? No, they're just they just making shit up to cover. That just sounds like a regular storm, then. Exactly. It's just Weather Channel creating fake uh-huh. Well, anyway, like John said, later in the week this week, had some stuff going on. I'm uh, If I sound different, it's because we're in the living room this week, not using my normal mic. Kind of a modified setup, trying to uh, watch a little... ALDS Game 5, Astros raise. Uh, Astros trying to not meet the fate of the favorites, Dodgers and Braves thus far, who got destroyed in their elimination game. First of all, we're talking about the Braves, John. Gave up 10 runs in the first inning. 
I wasn't watching. I was at work. But uh, 10 runs on five hits in the first. I know that's bad news. Then last night, the Dodgers, Kershaw gives up back-to-back home runs on back-to-back pitches. And then in the 10th, they didn't go up a grand slam with no outs. It's a brutal way to go out, but congrats to the Nats. Pretty exciting to get their first uh, franchise postseason series win. So that's cool. The sad thing is Cardinals probably have a pretty easy path to the World Series now, which you do not like to see. I do not like to see that. Not a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I think the AL is going to have the favorite in the World Series, I would imagine. Yeah. The Oh, yeah. And as, as we're speaking now, Astros just scored their – Third run in the first with no outs. I think they've had, uh, what, four hits in a row now. Bregman's on second. So people around Houston, where I live, a little bit more relaxed uh, at this point. we got the LSU sign in the stands now for Bregman. Go Bregman. Uh, it's been a tense day, John. I was telling you, they they went down to Tampa Bay and just um, kind of looked like shit in two games at Tropicana Field. Um, a lot of people today were worried. A, a weird thing about this, John, I don't know if you've read about this, but uh, – there's like a conspiracy theory going around that the MLB changed the balls between the regular season and the postseason. Have you seen anything about this? Nope. Apparently, based on stats from MLB's own pitch tracking system, the balls in the postseason have had like increasing or uh, a a noticeable amount of air resistance. So they didn't have during the regular season. A lot of people think it's like a conspiracy with Vegas. There was apparently rumors about it in gambling circles uh when the playoffs were starting and if that was true it, it would be interesting considering that like i said the braves and the dodgers are both out uh we're both favorites in those series the yankees didn't seem to be too bothered by it they swept the twins but uh yeah kind of a if that is true uh, it was bizarre it would be bizarre for mlb to change balls up during a season it's very strange yeah uh, they can never admit that, but yeah. I guess and not. They, but I mean, their own stats are kind of betraying them, I guess. Anyway, uh, this isn't really a baseball podcast, although, you know, hopefully the Astros will keep winning. It might become a baseball podcast. I got to say, I, I definitely want to go to a parade. So we'll just see what happens there. This is an old Miss podcast. And even though we waited till Thursday, we still have to talk about. This absolute shit story that everyone's been talking about. What was it? Was it last Friday, John? Last Thursday? Whenever it was, IHL announced a new chancellor. Broke. Yep. Yeah. Glenn Boyce. What, did you say what day it was? Sorry, I was talking over you, I think. It was uh, Thursday nights when the news broke and they announced it Friday. Ooh. Yeah. A, uh, oh, right. So Friday was the press conference at the end of Old Miss that got called off. Is that what happened? Canceled press conference. Oh yes. my god! So I, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you uh, you've seen by now what we're talking about. But basically, the IHL appointed its own former head and the consultant they had paid uh, upwards of a hundred thousand dollars to help with the search. Made him the chancellor, uh, kind of at the at a very rushed type procedure. It would seem the whole thing is pretty fishy. Um, been an unpopular decision. You know, he is of the candidates we discussed in the show, John, he is much less qualified by the size of the different organizations he's run. I mean, he was a junior college president qualified implies that he has some level of qualifications. Well, a junior college is, is still an educational institution, but it doesn't really compare to like a large public university. Or any other, even any type of four-year university is is probably a much bigger job than being the president of Heinz or whichever one he was the president of. Um, yeah, it's I mean it's a sham. It's shitty. It's about what I expected. Honestly, not wasn't that surprised when I heard the news. Um, I don't know what was your reaction. I mean, and there is more news about it today, John. I assume you've seen what was happening today. With the provost, the fake provost news. Well, no, there's something else besides that. Uh, apparently, the uh, the UM Foundation is considering not paying him. So traditionally, Ole Miss's chancellor has received half a salary from the IHL and half from the UM Foundation. I think that's the way it's split. So the IHL suggested that they pay him like 500k from the Ole Miss Foundation, whatever it's called. Basically, the closest thing Ole Miss has to a, uh, a board of trustees. And they're apparently thinking maybe they won't do that. And so the next move would be for the IHL to hold a vote of no confidence and essentially like override and disband Ole Miss's own board of trustees. It's uh it's high drama for sure. 
Oh, what a shit but show. But good, hey, good for them. Good for them for even considering that, though. I mean, do something, I guess. I mean, at this point, there's no point in existing if you're going to have that guy get hired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you may as well go down in this, uh, I'll die I mean, on this hill, I should say. It's been a week. I was, I really don't get fired up about many things, like fired up, fired up about many things anymore, but this, this pissed me off for a good 48 hours, but over time you go, you know what, it's, at the end of the day, it's just not worth the time, it's not worth the time and effort. I mean, Ole Miss is, you know, I enjoyed my time at Ole Miss, I, I hope it, finds its way but like it's it's got many years of you know the football program had a had a three to five year rebuild in front of it feels like the whole university's got a frankly has a much longer rebuild because this is there this is beyond a joke there's no absolutely no means whatsoever to how this can be impactful beneficial i've I've heard and had a few conversations about what the hell is really going on here. Sure. And all I'll say is, is, you know, if you're, if you narrow the scope of the conversation strictly to within the state of Mississippi, mm-hmm. you can, and you are, and you really are willing to go to great lengths and think in detail and think this, think it through. I can sort of understand where maybe this, Maybe this leads to some form of improvement down the road if you believe any of the master, if you believe a quote unquote master plan. But frankly, if when you live outside and think and have a and, and broaden the perspective, well, and scope what's, what's the what's the theory that this is somehow part of a good a good turn of events for Ole Miss? I'm not following. There's a, uh, I mean, the the very very. Uh, optimistic the very very short version as much as I'd really want to go with it uh-huh. is essentially well who Chip so Chip there's I think it's pretty well known that there's a faction that wants Chip is one of Chip Pickering uh-huh. and I don't believe this thing they're not going to make him you know hire him for a second I that I have to see somebody everybody fill the position before without Pickering before I believe that uh-huh there's that faction. There's that school of thought going around, and the people behind that theoretically could be looking to assert itself at, in front of the bully block to stabilize, regain control, if you will. But the, I, I don't think it works. But anyway. Hmm. I don't know. I I, I do. I, I am declaring Ole Miss stagnant for all intents and purposes. Our love ain't water under the bridge, but we're t- it's it's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plus I, I got another alma mater. I can I can turn my attention well. There to you go. So there's 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 my cop out. I mean, for people like us uh, disregarding your other degree every year that we're in our career you know it becomes less important where our undergraduate degree is from so i'm not really crying for us it's more just like uh overall it's like the sad reality of how a state like mississippi gets to the place where it is i mean this is the the next step in a long path of uh you know and it leads to being 50th and everything. It leads to the brain yeah. drain that Mississippi Somebody's has. Got to be 50th. This is this is par for the course. Uh, it's gotten it's gotten Mississippi, I should say, to where it is today. Um, and th- this is why people like myself that were born in the state uh, don't live there anymore, and why for to, for their careers to really. Uh, progress it feels like you have to leave because there's just so much dumb shit going on in that state and it far outweighs any semblance of progress or any type of uh positive growth that you see and this is just definitely a a typical mississippi story i would say but congrats to glenn congrats to the boys family congrats to his supporters uh as we said on the show in the past wes i've talked about it before 
did go to church with the Boyces, have known them for a long time. Uh, you know, don't necessarily think they're bad people. Um, I do think this process is clearly uh, an embarrassingly broken and uh, just kind of a transparent sham. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't really care. I'm with you. I find it hard to really be that surprised by it or that upset by it. It is what it is. The the people that control Mississippi are going to make the decisions they want to make. They don't care about anybody else. They don't care about even the appearance of, uh, you know, some sort of an unbiased process. It doesn't matter. It's whatever. Um, yeah, let, let them have it, I guess. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Whatever. But all that aside, this is a podcast technically about Ole Miss sports. Ole Miss plays Missouri this weekend. They're coming off of a win against Vanderbilt. It's kind of insane, John, to look at this team right now and think that they could legitimately be 5-1, and one. This, this much maligned team. They were really only blown out in one game, uh, and it's kind of a nightmare scenario, honestly, for Matt Luke when you realize that he blew the Memphis and Cal games that were both winnable. I mean, that's an insane... It's just it's it's just crazy. Like they, to to think about the fact that they could be five and one versus what they're looking at right now, which is having to win two SEC games, probably SEC West games. They're a twelve point underdog at Missouri this weekend, so you know at least uh, Vegas does not think it's very likely they could they could win this weekend against a very good Missouri defense and uh, Kelly Bryant at quarterback. But in a in a different world, not all that different when it comes to what happens in the games, they could be looking at a six and six bowl game simply by beating whoever it is they're playing in the non-con, whatever shitty team that is. Uh, pretty crazy, pretty crazy how a couple of possessions really have uh, created the situation they're in right now. But all that to be said, it's not out of the realm of possibility they could get to six wins. I don't think they win this weekend. I think. Uh, I was talking to my friend Jacob Threadgill about this. It seems right now the most likely wins, other than the non-conference game, it probably goes in this order. Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Missouri, uh, Auburn, LSU. That's probably the way it breaks down. And I think they could win one of those games. I think winning two of those games is going to take a lot of improvement. Uh, I mean, if you told me they found a way to beat State in Starkville and beat A&M uh, in Oxford next week in a night game, first game selling beer, you know, it's believable, but it's not likely. Uh, but that's kind of where they're at right now. Um, still, I guess things could be worse. I, I thought three wins was pretty possible after that cow loss, and I do think they're going to at least win four. Yeah. Well, we kind of miss. There's one more thing, and this is sort of tied back to boys, but also tied to sports. Okay. Oh, did you see Matt Luke buy pizza for the hall? Yeah, that's pretty funny. So uh, the fraternity that we were in adult, at uh, Old Miss Delta Psi, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this either were in the same fraternity or or know at least what it is. They they famously had the fire Matt Luke sign after the Memphis loss. Luke. Almost football posted a video of Luke taking pizza to the fraternity house last night, and they're all cheering and clapping. I think uh, I think Table Cobbleson posted a a uh, a fair question last night when he asked, you know, who's the bigger cuck, Luke for taking the pizza, or those guys for uh, being so enthusiastic and pretending like they never did that. Overall, it's just a stupid but funny situation. I think they control the power at the hall when it comes to PR. If they got Luke, you know, buying a pizza and shit. I mean, they're. I guess I think it was a, a passive aggressive move from lobby Luke for by sure. Matt and Luke. I guess so. Good for them. Um, bizarre, bizarre scene though. After uh, after they hung that big sign up on the house and then we get a fire boys. Yes, please, please. If you have any self respect. Let's hey, get a fire get, Glenn Boyce sheet. Buy them pizza. Like that if there's a video of that, that'd be the funniest shit I've ever seen. We're pretty funny. Um Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I, well, actually it would be entertaining if Sigma Kai did it. <laughs> because then they would like because uh, Boyce would be like, I'm throwing you off campus, and then Barksdale would be like, I'm pulling my money. So <laughs> well, I kinda want I kinda wanna watch that happen. It wouldn't be the first Boy, time. 
Um, yep. Well, yeah, back to this football team. I don't know when they were to start. I guess I'll start with this, John. Do you think they stick with the John Reese Plumley option, Rich Rod running offense? Is that going to be the entire season? Is Corral going to transfer? What's going on with the quarterbacks? I don't know. I really have no feel. I'm a passenger. I think Corral. <laughs> I think Corral has, from a pure talent standpoint, can be a competent SEC player. Mm-hmm. But I think they're better right now. And frankly, kind of watching them run the triple option with Plumlee is pretty damn fun. It, it is so. fun, but it's it's tough for me to get too too excited about it because we all know it doesn't. It's not going to work in the big games. You know, it's it being one dimensional is just not it's not going to do it. But I don't know if they can run it all year and get to six wins, then sure, I'll take Man, that. Army Army should have beat Oklahoma, Michigan the past two years. I mean, yeah, but that's different. It's different when it's an SEC team than just someone on your schedule that you're probably overlooking. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, everybody say if Ole Miss can go eight four six and six to eight four running the triple option, shit, go do it. Yeah, I mean that would be fun. The problem is I don't I feel like they're not really committed to it long term. I feel like it's just a, well, a this year thing if it's going to happen at all. But I mean it was fun to watch them run around against Bama. They had a shitload of rushing yards against Vanderbilt. Ely looked good. Snoop Connor had a long ass run. I mean it, it's it's fun to watch Plumley hit the hole. He's he's fast. Um I don't know. Yeah. If if it works, if they can beat Mississippi State and Texas A&M running that hell, whatever. It's fine for this year, but I do think if Corral transfers out, there might be some what ifs uh, in play later on. But I don't well, know. I'll say this: Luke's they've improved. Last year, they played their best game against Texas Tech and did not improve at all throughout the year. That's true. They, I mean, I think that's coordinators. I mean, I think that's the difference in having terrible coaches. <laughs> With the exception of C-Law, which I think was mostly a no-show, lack of attention. Uh-huh. I mean, every other game, they've, they've shown steady improvement. I mean, yeah. Vanderbilt was the best game they've played all year. Yeah. Um, it's obvious that they're more disciplined. I think, I think everybody's understanding Rich Rod's offense a bit more, so you're seeing the offense starting to come along, too. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not like... I'm not not excited to watch them on Saturday. I, I think Missouri is actually a very good, especially on defense, and Kelly Bryant's healthy. That was kind of a big what if after he went down last week. But uh, I don't know. The defense has played well enough for them to win every game but Alabama. So if the defense can keep Missouri under 30 points, then it's it's I'm interested to see what the offense can do. Against a good defense, but I'm interested to see, because I do think I agree, they've improved. They've improved a lot since the Memphis game on offense. Uh, I'll say this. If they keep kind of steadily improving and playing hard, then Luke should absolutely come back. I mean, I think no that's doubt. definitely where we're headed. And I think this type of season is what led people to say, you know, they could go four and eight and people still be enthusiastic about bringing Luke back. If they go four and eight, but all the. That's what people say. Yeah. If they play close, they get better. I think that could. At the same time, I think if if they keep improving, I think it's going to be a tough game for Mississippi State and Starkville because they are shaky at best. I don't know. I we'll see. I feel like if you put a gun to my head today, they find a way to get to five. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, apparently, too, is they're going to have a high APR where they could go to a bowl with five wins. Oh, interesting. I haven't heard that. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. No, I think. I think uh, that game is probably going to mean more to Ole Miss and the state. We'll see what the two teams' records are. You know Matt Luke's going to want to win that game. They're going to they're gonna try to run the ball. The state is so weird this year because apparently in the small sample size, their run defense really is much better when they play the suspended guy. So they get four games a year, this year I should say, that Willie Gay can play and that their defensive lineman, Autry, can play. And I think everyone's pretty positive they're going to save both those guys for the old Miss game. So it's hard to really predict based too much on some of these games where they've gotten blown out like against Auburn uh, or just kind of lost the line of scrimmage battle against Kansas State. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that those suspended guys play 
this weekend against Tennessee. I think they play against Arkansas. I think they play against Ole Miss because they're kind of playing the we know we don't have a good chance. Games, yeah. Yeah, they want to play the winnable games. So it's hard to predict too much, but I do think that game should at least be fairly evenly matched based on how both teams have played so far. I, I think this weekend, I think Mississippi State wins easily probably, but a lot of people are picking this as a as a game that Tennessee who has also got looked better in some of these games, looked decent against Georgia for a quarter. I don't know. I mean, Mississippi State has to go to Tennessee, I think. Could I get think, interesting. I mean, everybody seems to think State's going to walk in there and take care of it. I'm not convinced. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. You picked the Kansas State upset, and you're right about that one. Yeah, All right, we'll so let's, let's, look back. let's look back at the games from this past week. Um, let's see... Florida, Florida Auburn to me was an old school SEC football game. That was like, a good it, game. It, Dan, Dan Mullen's getting it done in Gainesville, huh? Something to, to the teens. Um, you know, turnovers on on paper it looks sloppy, but really, I a lot of the turnovers were athletic defensive plays. The number five for Auburn was freakishly good. The Florida one-handed interception was a hell of a play. He had a couple of this and that, but it was a – I mean, you had talent all over the field. Um, Florida, a couple big plays on offense, which you really didn't – you know, you don't think of that with Florida, but the opening drive, they hit a 64-yarder. And then and with 40 rushing yards all day, midway through – more than halfway through the fourth, P. Ryan breaks an 88-yarder. Yeah. That, it, was a, it was a great game. Who who's the more unexpected undefeated team? Is it Baylor or is it SMU? Baylor's undefeated. Yep. Um, I'd say SMU. Yeah, just because of their history. But at the same time, it seemed not that long ago that Baylor's program was completely nuked, and they're sitting at five and zero. They just beat Kansas State thirty-one to twelve. Uh, let's see, Memphis still undefeated, right? Memphis is five and zero. SMU is six and zero, which is a huge story. Had to go to overtime against Tulsa, but doesn't matter. Got the win. Yeah. Um, some of the other undefeated teams, not that surprising. Uh, as I predicted, Boise State is. It, does Boise State get BYU this week? I guess we'll see when we get to the lines of the week. But that's going to be their big test. Uh, no, they get Hawaii this week, so never mind. Um, let's see, Oklahoma undefeated, Florida undefeated, as we just discussed. Um, Ohio State, of course, is undefeated. Oregon just have that one loss against Auburn still. Yeah, they beat Cal 17-7. to yep. People seem to be impressed with this LSU win over Utah State 42-6. to I guess Utah State is decent. Yeah, and the LSU defense played better. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, a piece of the thing people were looking at. Okay. So, hmm. Uh, it's hard to compare because of their schedules, but thus far, who's having a better season, Jalen Hurts or Tua? Um, from a statistics standpoint, mm-hmm. sure. I I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll know we'll know a lot more about Jalen Hurts this weekend. Yeah, they got so we got Red Rebel rival, Red River rivalry this weekend. Is that right? Texas, they play that game in Dallas. Is that right? Play at the State Fair of Texas. That's what I thought. Stadium. With Big Tex. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. I've driven by that place before. They refused to move the annual rivalry game to Jerry World, but the Big 12 title game is in Jerry World. Well, Jerry World is a very nice stadium. I will say that much. It's quite the yeah. uh, architectural feat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we both we both got our locks of the week. You got LSU, I got Georgia over Tennessee. What was the final score of that game? Uh, 43-14. to 14. Doing pretty well. Well, at the end of the season, we'll try to count up our total record, but I think we just have two losses and a push so far on the season. Two and one right now. That's pretty good. That's, uh, that's pretty good. You bet with us. I mean, it's always always plenty of time for the season to take a nosedive, but for now we're doing pretty well. Um, the week's schedule is, much, is, is really one of the best weeks so far. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's head over to my bookie. Got the lines of the week here. 
So I'll look through some of these games. We mentioned it's Thursday. We got Syracuse, NC State tonight. Yale Monroe, Texas State. Also Thursday night football. Patriots, Giants. So where is where where is that game, John? Uh, Foxborough. That's in Gillette. Okay, interesting. Uh, so the Patriots are undefeated, right? Correct. Yeah, I don't think they're going to lose tonight. They're probably safe there. All right, back to these college lines. Fri- uh, Friday games, Miami versus Virginia. Miami, a narrow favorite, minus one and a half. Colorado versus Oregon. Oregon's a big favorite, minus 21. Let's move on to Saturday. 11 a.m. slot. That's where Shea likes to be. Michigan, uh, minus 22 and a half at Illinois. Um, no idea. If you told me they covered, sure, I believe that. Michigan has two the two losses now. Uh, no, they beat Iowa. I think they're I think they're five and one. Which had the one loss against Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, too bad they didn't lose that game to uh, to Army. That was what we were all hoping for. Yeah, you're right. So, oh, they beat Iowa ten to three. Ooh, that is ugly. Neither team scored after I, I believe the first quarter in that oh game. Oh my goodness, that is awful. Illinois I'm, this week when they got Penn State uh, in two weeks, and they got Notre Dame. Oh, Shea's got a tough slate slate coming up here. Penn State, Notre Dame, Maryland, Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State. He's, I mean, they're going to be favored in three of six. That's going to be rough. I mean, if they're favored over Michigan State, which I assume they will be. Uh. Probably. Where's that game? Ann Arbor? Yeah, I think Ann Arbor. I'm not positive. That's rough. Uh, Ooh, Oklahoma minus 10 uh, against Texas. That's an 11 a.m. That's a good 11 a.m. game. That's a lot. That's a lot of points. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, mm, Over under 75 and a half. That's also a big number. Uh, I would go. I would actually take the over. Yeah, no, I think they'll get it. Um, give me, give me Oklahoma minus ten. But I'm excited for the 11 a.m. start. That'll be fun. Memphis minus five and a half at Temple. Another 11 a.m. game. Got Maryland Purdue in that slot. South Carolina at Georgia. Georgia minus twenty three and a half. I mean, that's a big number. It should cover that though. Uh, it's in Athens. Yeah, they should cover that. What's what's South Carolina done since losing to uh, to Mac Brown? Uh, they play Kentucky or something. Here, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, they yeah. beat Kentucky twenty four to seven. Missouri beat them thirty four to fourteen. Uh, yeah. Ugh, so they're they've won two games. They beat Charleston Southern and they beat Kentucky. They're two and three. That's rough, man. That's that's Malzahn's not gonna have a good season there. They got Florida next weekend as well. That's that's tough. Mm-hmm. And they go at Tennessee, Vander Vanderbilt at home, App State, and then they go to Kyle Field and Clemson at home. Realistically, looking at they already got three losses, five. I mean, they they got seven losses if they lose at A and M. That's their uh, six losses, probably their best case scenario. Yeah, that's what happens when you lose to UNC, lose to UNC to start the year. That's uh, it's not great. Yeah, give me Georgia minus twenty three and a half. Uh, here's another eleven a.m. game: Tennessee, Mississippi State, Mississippi State minus seven. Tennessee is garbage. Mississippi State is shaky. I guess could be Tennessee plus seven, but really no idea what's going to happen here. This could be like the Kentucky game where Tennessee, you know, I mean, where Mississippi State just kind of puts it together against a, a not very good team. Yeah. And like I said, suspensions will play a role. But keep an eye on that one. A lot of people are picking uh, an upset there. Um, Georgia Tech plays Duke. As we talked about in the past, Georgia Tech is just like pretty bad this year. Um, hmm. moving along, BYU versus South Florida, Cincinnati minus seven at Houston. Here's the two thirty game. Alabama goes to Kyle Field. Alabama minus seventeen and a half. That seems low. I don't Walk, know. Good. 
17 and a half. Yeah, I think that number. I think that number should be bigger. I'll take the Alabama Crimson Tide minus seventeen and a half. Is that your lock of the week, or are you gonna come back to it? Um, I reserve the right to change it, but okay, you can. Much. Yeah, you can get dibs on that one. Yeah, I think that number should be higher. Although you know, Ole Miss covered against Alabama, but I don't think A and M is that much better than Ole Miss. I I mean, Alabama beat A and M by substantially more than that. Granted, was at home, but this A and M team is not as good. Yeah, no, I agree. Um. I think that's probably pretty solid. Uh, actually, I think that's going to be an interesting game because I'm going to be interested to see how A&M plays in that game. We saw them play against Clemson. A&M really hasn't been tested that much outside of the Clemson game. You know, Arkansas got them on the ropes. Arkansas had them right on the ropes. Yeah, so this this is gonna it's going to be interesting to see if they have you know show any signs of life against. Alabama, and I think it's good luck for Ole Miss. I mean, I mentioned how Ole Miss could really use, really, really use that win in Oxford next week, the night game. You know, you always want to play a team the week after they play Alabama. Traditionally, you know, they, they traditionally that's a good spot to be in. Um, Clemson minus twenty-seven hosting Florida State. Clemson's probably safe there. Um, although 27 is a pretty big number. Um, Baylor minus 11 hosting Texas Tech. I think Baylor wins. I don't know much about Texas Tech this year. 11's, I don't know. I don't know if that's high or not. Vanderbilt minus 15 hosting UNLV. Um, like I said, Missouri minus 12 at home in the 6 p.m. slot. Against Ole Miss, you think Missouri covers that line, John? What do you think about that? Um, twelve's a lot. Twelve's a lot. I would say Missouri wins in the ten to like the thirteen point range. Give I mean that's pretty. Damn so they're gonna close. be right there on that line. Yeah, wouldn't yeah, bad. I don't think Ole Miss wins, but you told me Ole Miss covers. Yeah, hey, that's Miss, believable. Competitive game by ten. I, it's believable. I, I I'm going to be interested to see if this you know improving Ole Miss offense can get something going against the Missouri defense that on paper has been very good. Hmm. Uh, they lost that game to Wyoming, but they've been very good since then, and uh, I think they're the top ranked. One loss team in the uh, the S and P plus whatever it is that Bill Connolly does the statistical rankings. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say it's an opportunity game for Ole Miss, but if you are going to keep improving, you know, you want to show improvement this week at least. Lose lose in a respectable manner, I guess. Um, what else we got here? Arkansas at Kentucky. Kentucky minus six and a half. I think in that game, I'm going to take Arkansas plus six and a half just because they both are bad and give me the points. Washington State at Arizona State is basically a pick em. It is interesting. Hmm. What's Arizona State's record? They have one, that one loss? Uh, either one. I mean, they won, they've been decent with Herm this year. Oh, wait. Actually, wait. Hold on. Do they have they do they have the one loss or they let's see let's see what they got they beat Cal oh they lost to Colorado that's strange they beat Sacramento State nineteen to seven that's also a weird score uh, but they but they edged Michigan State and they beat Cal I mean those are two solid wins they're ranked it's basically a pick 'em I probably take Arizona State there yep. Let's see what what my bookie's got that line at. That is hey, Wisconsin's a decent game. Arizona Holy State shit, the over under forty. What's the who's Wisconsin playing? Michigan State. Oh yeah, that's going to be an ugly game. I don't want to watch that. Uh, Florida at LSU. Now here's a fun game, John. Two undefeated, pretty good SEC. I mean, two good SEC teams. LSU <laughs> minus thirteen and a half. That's just disrespectful <laughs> to Dan Mullen, isn't it? I mean, you gotta would, you gotta go uh, Florida plus thirteen and a half two, there. I mean, my number two pick at this point would be Florida plus thirteen. Yeah, I think I'm leaning that way as well. 
Um, excited to watch that game. Though. That's another night game, so I'll be on at the same time as Ole Miss. 20? That's impressive as hell. Yeah, if, if LSU covers that, then damn, they might they could beat Alabama, which I'm excited about LSU-Alabama game as well. Um, all right, so you're you sticking with your uh, your pick for lock of the week, John? Yep, we're all damn tied. Looks like your Ohio State Buckeyes are on bye, so I can't fall back into that uh that familiar mm-hmm. bet. Let's see, let's scroll here and see if we see anything we really like. I mean, I I think Florida line is attractive, but I don't really want to bet on them on in a big game. Um. Who do I really not trust? That's really the question. You could also go a money line if you really wanted to. What? No, hell no. We can't take money lines. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you got to take the spread or the over-under because money lines, that's not, a, that's not a fair bet. We're not putting any money on it, you know? You can't pick a team that's plus 1,000 or something. I mean minus 1,000 or something. You pick a team that's plus a thousand, yeah, you could do that. That would be a bet. Um hmm. Alright. Alright. Who Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm worried taking Florida plus thirteen and a half because it seems like a sucker bet. It's such a big line in a game against two undefeated. If, if Clemson's gonna wake up. Yeah, I think Clemson's a good bet. Florida State would be a team they'd do it. If, if Clemson doesn't cover this line, I, I, I start to ask a few questions. I start to ask if they are going to wake up at any point, yeah. I do. I like that Clemson line. I'm between that and the Florida line right now, I think. Uh, Told me LSU won, like, a, what was the Yeah, what if they won 21-7? to if you, and, they, and if you said they won, like... Uh, Let's say they end up winning by like seventeen. Like they win a thirty-four seventeen game that was twenty to seventeen going into yep. the fourth quarter. I yeah. All play. right, I agree. I agree. Give me uh, give me Clemson minus twenty-seven. You know, maybe the one by four touchdowns. I'll be safe there. Um, bonus line, another huge number for tonight's game, John. Giants plus seventeen and a half. You think the Pats are going to cover that? Be a bee and a chicken. The Patriots are going to cover. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. We'll see. Not not nothing on it, but we'll see. Let's let's check out a couple of NFL lines while we're here. Barkley, no Ingram. And... Overall, my book, yo, I didn't know Ingram was out. Yeah, but still, I just think the Pats' offense is meh this year. Giants' defense is trash. Brady, Brady, Brady's right. going to need you know a decent. All right, game. that's fair. Um. Panthers minus two and a half in the eight thirty a.m. game in London playing the Bucks. Interesting. Um, I like the Bucks in that game. I do too. I like the Bucks in that game, but I think Carolina's defense has been better than people realize because Cam's been out and that's been the story. Um, but we'll see. I like the Ravens minus eleven and a half versus the shitty Bengals. I like the Seahawks minus two and a half versus the Browns. Definitely, definitely like the Chiefs minus four versus the Texans. Tyreek might be back this week. Hope my team needs him back. I hope he is. Ooh, Saints versus Jags is a pick 'em. That seems like a sucker bet, but you got to go with the Saints there. Teddy Bridgewater has been surprisingly good. Saints, if they keep rolling along. Look like clearly look like the best team in the NFC at this point. My question as a Fournette believer and holder is how is the Saints run defense? Not sure. Hopefully it's bad. Uh, shut down the Cowboys pretty good a couple weeks ago. That's true, but to be fair, the Cowboys uh, are fake news. Yeah, they are fake news. Um, Vikings minus three. I kind of like the Eagles there. Um. Here's the battle. The battle of the winless teams. The Washington Vikings Redskins are minus but, three hosting Philly. Yeah, I kind of like the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I like the Eagles too. That's that's a shit line. Battle of the winless teams. Redskins minus three and a half at Dolphins. I like the Redskins to cover that. That is. Yeah. Yeah, because one team's going to at least try, theoretically try to win. The, the other Dolphins team, are very bad. Um, 49ers versus go ahead what are you going to say I was going to say so I've got Houston Kansas City 
looking at what NFL games I get this weekend. I get Houston, Kansas City. John, come on. I know you have a good job. You telling me you don't pay for Red Zone? I have Red Zone, but I oh, okay. on my full-time CBS. Okay. Cowboys, Jets. God, that's, a, that's an ugly late game. Fox single. We, oh, we have Seattle, Cleveland. That'll that's not bad. By the way, uh, Astros game update. Looks like the Rays are panicking. They've put Snell in. After Glass now threw 40 pitches, it's 4-1 to one in the bottom of the third with two outs. Um, they've, got it. they've stabilized at three, though. I mean, and it could sit there for a while. And That's true. That's true. I just think, I, I don't know. I, I'm not huge on pitching starters in relief. I know it's a growing trend, especially in elimination games. But I think there's downsides, too, like we saw last night with Kershaw. So, I don't know. Um... Okay, here's this this line is actually pretty interesting to me, John. In the middle slot, 49ers plus three at Rams. I I don't want to like the 49ers, but they have looked pretty good this season. I think plus three is the bet there. They play a not difficult schedule. I think as long as Jimmy G stays healthy, I feel like they're at least a wild card. Yeah. It's, uh, do you think the Rams are a better team? Uh, I think the Seahawks are the best looking team in the division, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just mean Rams minus three against the 49ers this weekend. Where is it at? Uh, uh, it's in Los Angeles, but I think Gurley is questionable, so. I mean, San Francisco could, they snuck in there and won. Wouldn't, Wouldn't be surprising. Me. Rams could win. Don't know. Give think, me. Think out loud. So, the NFC South is going to have the Saints. Uh huh. The. The NFC East will, uh, yeah, they're gonna. You're looking at either Philly or Dallas. Uh, Philly, if you had to say today, that mm-hmm. uh, may only get one team in too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have let's see, the NFC North, the Vikings, or at least, but, but the the Vikings always fuck it up. They don't be good teams. The Lions Correct. are in there. Lions. Um, but I, they seem to be a little bit beyond that this year. The Packers are rolling along. The Bears. The NFC is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the Niners, because of their schedule, could could get a wild card and keep somebody really notable out. Yeah. I think uh, thus far, cool. it's very believable. Uh, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cardinals. Cardinals plus two hosting the Falcons. I just think the Falcons are. Such trash this year. Yep, I think that's fair. And uh, Kyler Murray isn't back. Kyler Murray's been pretty good, honestly, for a for a first year guy. Yeah. Um, although I do not believe in Cliff Kingsbury as a coach uh, uh, by any stretch. Yeah, you uh, mentioned Cowboys versus Jets. Cowboys win um, minus seven and a half is kind of big, especially at the Jets. Isn't Sam Darnold back? Is that gonna matter as bad as that offensive line is? Yeah, I don't know. Jets are bad. Maybe they, maybe Cowboys. Maybe it's a get-right game. Cowboys win big and covered. Wouldn't be surprising. Uh, Denver minus two hosting the Titans. Eh, the, not big on either of those teams. Um, Steelers at Chargers again. Not big on them. I think I like the Steelers uh, plus six and a half. I think. Yep, I think so. And then Monday night, you got Lions, Green Bay. Green Bay minus four. Yeah, Green Bay's looked pretty good lately. I'm the sorry. Packers continue to evolve, and we'll see where. I mean, the way they ran the ball last week was impressive, and if they keep doing keep doing that, that's going to be make them quite formidable. That's true. You know, looking looking back at line we already talked about this uh, this Chiefs minus four. Hosting the Texans makes me think that Tyreek Hill is not playing this week. I I, I just I don't yeah. I think that line is too low. I think yeah. Vegas knows something the public doesn't know. That's a sucker. But, um, how how much is Mahomes' ankle still gonna be bothering? Yeah, I think too. that's that's got to be a sucker bet because that is just too low for the way those two teams have played thus far. Yeah. So that's yeah. your my bookie lines of the week. Um, not gonna look at World Series futures right now, but maybe maybe once we got the final four after tonight, we'll uh we can take a look at that. Who's your who's your World Series pick today, John? You got 
the Nats, the Cards, the the Astros, or the Rays, and the Yankees. You, you think the AL team is going to win? You said that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do it, but I kind of want to pick. I'm kind of feel like you got to pick the Yankees right now with how shaky. I, I think the Yankees been. just have this it factor this year. I don't. I think the Yankees have a better bullpen than the Astros. The Astros have yeah. better starters. Yep, and the Yan- Yankees are set up for this ALCS. I mean, they. Yep, that's right. They didn't have to use much pitching at all against the Twins. That's my thought. I think for the Astros to beat the Yankees and then go on to win the World Series, which the Yankees are probably the tougher series, uh, they're going to need to get really hot. And uh, I don't know. I mean, they have home field advantage for both series if they win tonight. So that that would help against the Yankees. But like you said, the, the Astros pitching has been taxed a, uh, a lot more than the Yankees up, up till now. So that could be the difference. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's your update for this week, guys. You probably thought we weren't going to show up at all, wait until Thursday. But oh, ye of little faith. We take our jobs very seriously. Um, this is extremely important, and we know that. So it is what it is. Uh, John, got anything else you want to talk about this week? No. Good to go. I think it's a good slate of college football. Yeah, it is good. Starting with the 11 a.m. games. Really We're good. We're finally right? in the meat of like full board conference season. Yeah, have some real actual games against good I mean, teams. I think every so. con- notable game in every conference. So Yeah, so that's, that's, that's cool. That's the upside. Some decent NFL games on Sunday as well. So got that to look forward to. And uh, hopefully after tonight, we'll uh, have more Astros baseball to look forward to, at least, you know, in my neck of the woods. So this is what it is. All right, John, uh, that'll do it. You know, Angie told me the other day that it was weird that I say, for John, I'm Justin. So maybe I won't say that anymore. I don't know. I thought that was like a traditional radio sign-off type thing, but I don't know. Whatever. All I'll say is uh, thanks for listening, I guess. And uh, all come tied, lock of the week. That's what I got to say. Todd. Wait, who did I? Oh, yeah. Go Clemson. That's what I picked. We really Clemson. be picking these favorites, man. We picked the heavy favorites. That's Look, I mean, college football is income inequality. You just got to embrace it and monetize it. That's true. It's, uh, it's a capitalist system. You got to do what you got to do. All right. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. We'll talk to you later.